Kia ora. This program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. and warm Pacific greetings to you all. For all the listeners that are tuning in to Wellington Access Radio 106.1 FM, welcome to the Haiti for all our lovers in the air show. Woohoo! I'm your hostess of the mostest, Twiggy Johnston Welsh from Tefa to Order. <laughs> That's our new name from Regional Public Health member. Alrighty, so we're going to get into the show, but just for this morning, everyone, I'd just like to acknowledge all our family and all of our friends that have been affected um, by um, Cyclone Gabriel. And just to let you all know that we love you, we're thinking of you, and um, it's so awesome that everybody else is out there donating what they can to each and every one of the whanos and the organisations that are supporting the um the you know that are totoking in all of our um whanau. so we'll just open up with a prayer our dearest heavenly father we thank you for this beautiful day we ask that you watch over each and every one of us especially all the whanau and all of the volunteers and the workers that are working so hard day and night to ensure that all families um uh, have what they need and are safe in their homes or even if they're living with people while their homes are getting all cleaned out and done. We love you, Heavenly Father, and we ask that you watch over each and every one of us as we go home safely to our loved ones, but know that you are watching over each and every one of us. We love you, and we um, welcome our guests to our show to bring some great learnings and education about so many cool things we love you and we say these things humbly in the name of jesus christ amen all righty everybody well i've got some beautiful guests with me today some of my good friends and um actually i'm going to let them introduce themselves to you and then i will tell you why they're here with us on the show so let's start with our wonderful helen helen tell us introduce yourself and tell us all about you because you are truly one beautiful bucket of knowledge Kia ora tato. my name's Helen Cartmel. I, you can tell by my voice that I am not a native to New Zealand, but I have been here nearly 30 years, so it has become home. Uh, I'm an ex-teacher, I now work in government administration part-time, and Twiggy's going to ask me lots of questions about two organisations that I'm pretty passionate about. Yes, yay. And our beautiful Jo. Mālō nei, kia ora, talofalava to everyone that's listening today. Uh, my name is Joanne Tuhakaraina. Um, it's nothing but a privilege and an honour to be on an awesome show <laughs> that Twiggy is running today. Um, as mentioned, 
Twiggy's going to let you guys know which organisation I come from. <laughs> all righty. Wow. Um, so, everybody, um, I'm not quite sure whether you all are aware, but Census New Zealand is around about the house, the communities, and are they on the TV yet? Yes, they yes. are. All righty. So... Which one is going to be talking about senses? It's Joe. No. So this <laughs> <Bingo>. morning, well, <laughs> oh, you're not allowed to bingo on the radio. Oh. No, <laughs> now you are. Um, yes. So um, one of the things that I thought would be really good is for Joe to come on to the radio to talk to all of us about senses. Because to be honest, I'm 55 years of age, even though I might look 35 now. Um, <laughs> And I actually never really knew much about census, so I can honestly say that I don't actually think or I think I've only contributed to the information resource for census over the last five years. Yeah. But, you know, and I'm so glad that, you know, you're here to talk Thank about you. the census. And yeah. it's not the census that they put up on the TV and the movies. <laughs> it's the census that gathers, that allows everybody in New Zealand on a Pacific day to fill in a form to tell us, to tell, you know, to tell, to give data, really, eh, Helen? To give data about who's who and what's what and what's going on in New Zealand. It's not to spy on you or anything like that. It's just to gather some great information so we can, they can use it on a whole to improve whatever it is. So, sister... Here we go. Well done, Twiggy. Now I'm done for the day. You've already introduced <laughs> and, and talked a little bit about census. So. Oh, I haven't. No. <laughs> Again, Fano. My name is Joe. I am the area manager for Karpati, Hodel, Fenua, and Hutt Valley for Census Operations 2023. So, I've got a big title. What does that mean? It means that I have over 155 staff when I'm at full capacity. So currently, we went out into the field. On Friday, so there are definitely collectors out there um, knocking on your door, giving you hopefully a, a big smile and the dropping off the census forms and the census letters to you guys. So I want to quickly give you guys a recap yes. of what census is because a lot of people like myself, and I'm going to be honest, Fano, um, I've never filled out a census form before. What? I know, right? <laughs> I don't know if it's because I just didn't get it in the mailbox. I don't know if it's because I didn't have any collectors because when I was growing up, I came from this rural area called Tepuna. I don't know why. I don't know why I didn't get it or why I didn't fill it out. Now that I obviously work for the organisation, I know the importance. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm probably one out of the 4 million, 300 and whatever number that didn't participate in any of the census. Wait, wait, so, wait yeah. right there. Helen, is there anything you want to contribute to this that yeah. you might know? No, I don't know much factual information, but four million sounds like half of New Zealand. Well, and well, it's most of New Zealand. Let's yeah, be honest. Yeah, However, yeah. you know, we we have people that do fill out the forms, and thank you so much. You've made it really, really easy for us on the ground floor. But mm. within my area, I have thirteen team lead areas. So my reach is from Otaki. I come into Waikanae, then move over to Paraparaumu, then I've got Porirua. Uh, Ranui Heights, Waitangirua, Ebden Town, Trentham, Epuni, Wainui Omata yeah. and Petoni. Yeah. So within those 13 team lead areas, I have five assist areas. So this is where it gets a little bit tricky, Fano, but actually for us it's tricky, but for you guys it isn't. So in 2018, it happens every five years, census, 
we um, we had a low response from Māori and Pacifica in these five areas. So that's Nainai, Taita, mm. Otaki, Ranui Heights and Waitangirua. So the difference between the approaches in different areas like Ebden Town and Trentham is that in these five areas we'll be giving them the Rolls Royce experience. Rolls Royce experience. Rolls Royce experience. Yes, that sounds whanau, very classy. Coming, coming to a town near you. Hmm. What that means is that I'll have collectors on the ground floor knocking on every single door in the area. <laughs> so when we talk about Ranui Heights, um, we talk about Cannons Creek as well. So that we're giving every opportunity we can to give people um, the opportunity to fill out the form. So you're going to get someone in a hivers. They're going to have their ID tag. They've also got this great <laughs> little census hat on. They'll be rolling around. And what they can do, if they're invited into, their, into your home, is that they're able to sit down with the family and be able to fill out the form. Wow. So there's a lot of confidential information on there in terms of salary, how many people are in the dwelling itself, um, how many iwi you're affiliated to, a lot of those questions. The reason we ask for this information and everything's all confidential is so that we collect the data. Well, we only care about the people and the, the dwelling. That's all we're counting. We're not counting anything else. We don't go and take this piece of paper. We let your uh, real estate agent know that actually there's 12 people in a home. <laughs> Nothing like that. It's all you're collected as a number. And then it goes into our system. We've all signed a declaration of secrecy. So none of that information is shared. And as an example of that in Featherston, because we're the greater Wellington region, we only have one Chinese family that own a fish and chip shop. What? To keep that family safe, we collect administrative data mm. um, and we also put it with our ethnic community, community, so our Asian groups, yeah, which is Chinese, Japanese, so that we can't identify that one family. Wow. So there's ways around it to ensure that we, we protect you guys and that uh, we look after that information. And why we collect that information, Fano, is so that we can then fund from central government. So if we know that there's not a lot of housing, say, in Porirua, um, then that's how we collect that information so that change comes in. You know, we probably have over... A, this is just an example. Uh, we have 48,000 people that are registered in Porirua, but if you've never filled out the form before, family, we don't know that you exist. So in order for extra houses to be um, built in your area, we need to know that you live there. If we need to increase some of our health services, we need to know that you live there. Wow. So okay. Right. I think there was a lot of information there, but if, Twigs, if you've got any more questions, I'm happy to answer them. Well, we'll just go to Helen. Helen, yes. can you add um, oh, well, I was going to ask, magic? You've talked about filling a form in. Mm -hmm. um, there's another method, isn't there, rather than a piece of paper? Absolutely. So what they did in 2018 is they went online. Hey, guys, go online and fill out your form. Well, guess what? Mm. Not a lot of people did. Why? So they only they only printed 3% of the population with paper wow. in 2018. They just assumed, oh, everything's going online, that's fine. Yes. And no one did. And unfortunately, between 2018 and 2023, we had a pandemic. Yes, I was going to say that. Yeah. So now what we've done, um, 
different is mm. that we've doubled the numbers of staff out on the ground floor. We've come on a little wee bit more earlier so that we can understand what it looks like um, oh, of course. in our areas. Yeah. And we also have printed 70% of the population with paperwork. So there's two options. So thanks for bringing that up, Helen. Well, I filled mine in online, and honestly, it was a piece of cake. <laughs> it was Gosh. so easy. And even if you're not particularly computer literate, it was just logical and yeah. easy to move from screen to screen to screen and tick boxes. And, you know, especially if you don't want to write lots by hand, mm. do it online. Right. I, th and I, I think Helen's going to come and work for stats, I think. <laughs> Yay. Oh, I tell you, we've got to get her on everywhere. She's awesome. <laughs> but also, what are the ages? Is it 18 and over or what's the so ages? Everybody counts, even your newborn. What? Yes. Mm. We don't know that your peepee exists then how are we supposed to then allocate funding to, say, childcare needs yeah. or um, kindergartens? So it's 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 the family's um, obligation to fill out the form. But again, we've got census collectors that are ready to roll to help you fill out your forms. We have, at our call centre, we have nine different languages. I can't name all the languages, I'm so sorry to say. However, from the data that we collected in 2018, we've realised that these nine languages... Uh, commonly spoken here in New Zealand, but we have um, information and guidelines for up to 29 different languages. Wow, that's great. Just to support our yeah. ethnic communities wow. with filling out the forms. Yep. Mm. Jeepers creepers. That's, Whoa. That's right. Oh my gosh, I love it. Well, everyone, for all the listeners that are tuning into Wellington Access Radio 106.1 FM, you've just been listening to the wonderful Joe from Census with our, with our other guest, Helen, and we're all discussing and talking about Census and the importance of every single family member having the opportunity to be able to fill the form out and give the information that we just require so government funding can be distributed and evenly to the places where it actually needs. And we can only get that information if you come to the party and fill in the forms. And how wonderful that throughout the, you know, the years of census that now you're making the access a lot more easier via internet and also hard copy. But I guess one of the great things that you've also mentioned is that the face-to-face, -face, because Absolutely. over the years, you know, we have faceless policies around you know you don't actually get to talk mm. to the people and for some of our people we love the face-to-face -face. it actually warms us we trust yeah. we know that sure. um you know that they're, they're just like you and I nice. and I mean even and I though I actually forgot to tell you guys it's actually the 7th of March yes that's census day <laughs> it's the 7th of March we need to know where you are. However, if you fill out your form prior, that's fine. Right. But it's the 7th of March. So if you know you're going on holiday, or if you've got a little trip planned, like you're going to go hiking or anything like that, fill out your form. Before, Before you go, you leave. yeah. So let's just let's just talk a little yeah. bit about that because I was asking Joe on the way in today. <laughs> I says to her, so on the seventh of March, if I go to Auckland, yes. do I fill out my form in Auckland? But she says only if you didn't fill your form out in Wellington That's before you go. Me. So why would I want to fill my form out in That's Auckland right. because I don't live there? Yeah, I'm just visiting, and my best time, my best buck for money is to <laughs> fill it in where. I live exactly so right. you know while you're going on holiday or you've decided to take a hiking trip or you know you know you're going to be away on that date fill out your form before you go put that as a reminder right. that my census form 
Because yes. everyone that travels comes from a, a dwelling. So there's definitely So your dwelling is home, eh? That's where home. you live. Absolutely. Yeah. However, if you permanently live away or temporarily in terms of your work, mm-hmm. there'll definitely be forms that are delivered to that registered dwelling. Okay. Anything else, Helen? I was going to ask, how do you cope with people who don't have a dwelling, who are street dwellers? So we have what we call... Um, yeah. What is it? That's a good question. There is a form that you are able to fill out for our transient and our homelessness. Mm-hmm. So we actually have people on the ground for collecting that information. Wow. Um, and, you know, if you don't have an address, there is a tick box in there. We're just collecting that information so that we know how to best support yeah. that individual. Yeah. Wow. So, yes, that was a good one, Helen. Thanks for listening. Yes. Um, to all the listeners that are tuning in to Wellington Access Radio 106.1 FM, we're going to go to a break. And, of course, we're going to hear from Sister Sledge, We Are Family, because <laughs> I think today and all our topics we're going to bring to the table is all family-centred. So let's go with this song, and I'll talk to you all again very soon. Thank you.
Maloni, kia orana, and warm Pacific greetings to you all. For all the listeners that are tuning into Wellington Access Radio 106.1 FM, kia orana, Maloni, welcome to the Haiti for All Our Show, Lovers in the Air. And how great, we've had some great corridor today about senses with our two great guests. And now we're going to be talking to my number one lady with all of the information of so many things. And um, Helen. Welcome, 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 even though we've already welcomed you heaps more. But I just wanted to share with you, Helen um, has come today with two hats on. So one of her hats is that she, um, do do you actually work at the Citizens Advice Bureau or do you volunteer? Citizens Advice Bureau is generally run by volunteers. Volunteers, yes. Most bureaus, but not all of them, have a paid manager or coordinator who, who again, usually works part-time. But nearly everybody is a volunteer. All, all our interviewers are volunteers for the most part. Wow. I mean, I um, I love the Citizens Advice Bureau. And I can honestly say when I was in my 20s as a young mum, there were some things that I didn't know. And when I didn't know, I'd actually ring up the yeah. Citizens Advice yeah. Bureau. And they were, like, really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so tell us some more about it. What does the, you know, the nickname is CAB, mm-hmm. the CAB. CAB, yeah. Which actually is quite a great... I actually quite like that because when I think about a cab, like, you know, in America, they'll say, oh, it's a cab. No. Um, <laughs> they, you know, they, they take lots of people. Take you from A to B. Yes. Which and is what we do. Yay. So tell us some more about it. Well, what a lot of people don't know is that the CAB started in England in Second World War. And initially it was there to help people find lost relatives, try and track them down rather like the Red Cross does these days. And then gradually as changes happened during the war and people had to get to grips with new regulations and procedures such as blackouts and rationing, the CAB broadened their scope. Now, of course, the CAB, we will deal with any request you've got. And as I said before, it's taking you from A to B. What we don't do generally is do it for you. But we will get you started on your journey to try and solve the issues you've got and point you in the right direction. Wow, that's great. Actually, it's really funny because I know this to be true because one time, I'll tell you a little story, one time I brought some shoes and, no, I put them on lay-by and then they went on sale. And then they went on sale and then when I went to go and pick them up, it was like only two days. And then the lady, and I said am I entitled to the sale one? And she goes, no, blah, blah, blah. And I went, hmm, I'm not sure if that's right. So then I rang out the citizen's advice and they said, ring out consumer affairs and ask them for this, this, this and that. And so I did. And then sure enough, I was entitled to the sale price. So I went back and I printed off, you know, some of the things and I did get, you know, get my shoes. And so it's even as little as that. Yeah. It is, wow. and, and that's one of our biggest areas, is that whole consumer law situation. Because yes. we're all consumers, and invariably at some point when you're buying things or selling things, something might go wrong or you start to question what's happening. And you'd think we live in a world where everything was smooth and shops did the right thing all the time or shop assistants knew what to, what was right and what wasn't. It doesn't always happen. And, of course, we've got this whole new area of buying things online, which is 
uh, can of worms at times. But Definitely. We're there to help and we can usually, again, give you information and support. Yeah. And, you know, like sometimes people say, oh, but the citizens of Riceboro, and please, I'm not offending anybody because I just love you all. They say, oh, it's just, oh, people, what do they know? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I said, they all ex-lawyers, ex-judges, ex-government. Um, every I said, they know everything. And I says, and this is what I'm saying. You know, some people look at our, you know, look at even us, Joe. Mm. Like, they might think, oh, yous, we're still young and blung and all of us in Helen. But it's like, no, we've actually got a lot of, great information and knowledge that you may you know that you may want no yeah I mean. yeah some of our volunteers are ex-lawyers and possibly ex-judges <laughs> i don't but judge, i'm just generally saying generally speaking what, what we've got the most amazing database and you can use it yourself you don't have to go into the cab so the web address is www.cab.org.nz and you can actually access all the information we have access to. And so you can look things up and find out yourself. And the articles on there are written in really straightforward English. On each page with each article, there are links to other articles in our database, but also to other organisations that will be able to help. Wow. So a lot of people I know use that website without ever coming into a bureau or ringing up. But for plenty of other people, they want to come in and they want help. Wow. So who can use CAB? This is where we sometimes find the name is a bit of a disadvantage because it uses the word citizen. Oh. Quite a lot of people who've migrated to New Zealand yeah. think that because they're not citizens, they can't use it. But it's citizen in the broadest sense. It's anybody. Anybody can walk in off the street and use the CAB. Should be caring advice bureau <laughs> <laughs> like that. They're all like sort of like um, encourage them to come. Wow! And so, what resources does the you know does the cab provide? Well, apart from giving you support, and that could be in the form of printing something out for you if you walked in, or we often send people links to our website so they can read and look up stuff themselves. We have a lot of brochures, but increasingly we're relying on the internet and the web because that information is more likely to be up to date so we can give you brochures we can help you with things like filling in forms we often get people coming in saying can you help me fill a passport form in we know that we're going to be supporting the census we're going to be an assisted center so if you need oh, help neat. with census you'll be able to come in and people will be able to help you get set up and even help you to fill in your census forms mm. but we also provide and it depends it goes from bureau to bureau but bigger bureaus often have people or volunteers who are justices of the peace so oh, if you neat. Need, yeah if you need a document authenticating most people now know ring up the CAB and they'll tell you when somebody's on who can just authenticate that document. And some bureaus run free legal clinics where lawyers come in, give up their time and will give you a short bit of information. They're not going to take the case on for you. Mm -hmm. But we point people quite often in the direction of various organisations who can just help you move forward and sort out whatever the issue is you're having. That is absolutely awesome. So if I wanted to be a volunteer and if I was interested in it, how would I go about? I'd just walk into my local bureau and they'll probably drag you in with <laughs> open arms. It's, we, generally speaking, um, we, 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 we love having young people because they bring a different perspective. So at the bureau I work at, we've got some 
one or two students and some young people who come in mainly on a Saturday because that's the mm. best day for them. Generally speaking, it's an older demographic of volunteers because they've retired, you know, they, they want to give back to the community, they've got skills that can be used, and they come in and they do a shift, possibly once a week, sometimes a bit more. And do you, is there a demand for volunteers? Yes, certainly in the Bureau I'm in. It, we're not struggling as yet, but we, we do have a churn because people leave or they retire, they don't, you know, they don't want to carry on anymore. And it's good to have fresh people coming in. And mm. so, yes, most bureaus would welcome you with open arms. Wow. Wow. This is just so interesting. Yeah, there's training involved, yep. um, which helps you to feel a little bit more confident about what you're going to be doing. Generally speaking, it helps if you've got some computer skills because you're going to be doing all your searching on the CAB database. And every time you search and have an interview to conduct, you write up that interview on a predetermined online form. And rather like the census, that information goes to government. The CAB um, National Office feeds information into government policy. Oh, and we're good. one of the organisations that the government relies on so that we know what issues are out there and where there's a real demand for something to oh, change. Oh, that is so good. I mean, I always, you know, I like I like that little effect, you know, like you know, like that little ripple effect. It mm. starts here in the stone and then it goes, filters out, out, yep. out. But at least that information is going somewhere useful instead of just in the rubbish Absolutely, bin. Absolutely, yes. Dang. No, and it is, as I say, with an umbrella organisation, we will help you with anything. Yeah. My own bureau, we have, um, what we did before lockdown, we had three or four people who had been trained up by the prison and we go into Rimataka prison to help the men in there. And we often came away from those meetings with forms where we look up information for them because obviously they don't have internet access generally yeah. and help them to sort out quite often financial issues that they've just left from when they came in. Wow, that's awesome. And we're one of, we were one of the few bureaus, I think, that's done that. I think one or two others might be starting to do it. So is each bureau different and they yes. can do different things yeah. or different projects? They generally do the same things in terms of helping individuals, but the manager at our bureau, I'll say, hi, Leslie. She <laughs> is very proactive. She loves going out and working with community groups. She wants to get into schools. She just wants to spread the word. Mm. And the prison for us, where I am, is a really good place to build up relationships because some of those guys literally they will ring their family and say look you know I can't help you from here but you know there's a CAB near you we give them all that information well wow, that's great yeah. gee so all the listeners that are tuning in to Wellington Access Radio 106.1 FM we've just been talking to our wonderful um, Helen and Helen's just given us the lowdown on the Citizens Advice Bureau but you know we'll call it the Caring Advice Bureau because you know why anybody can access them and how great that they're a free service they're a service that's all over New Zealand mm -hmm. Absolutely wow. um, Some places are a bit sparsely spread Auckland there's a lot of bureaus there's a lot in Wellington, Christchurch and most major towns have got a bureau Wow, but easy access again, you yeah. know, you can access all of their resources and all of their information on their website, yeah. which is www.cab.org.nz. But how wonderful that, you know, you can help a family from A to B. Yeah. And isn't it great that we now know another place where there may be a justice of the peace? Because mm. nine times out of ten, you know, you only know the courts or your MP. Yeah. But now we've got the CAB. Mm. 
you know, like that. So I think that's really awesome. So that's something great that I've learned today. But, you know, to all the listeners that are tuning in, like Helen said, if you would like to volunteer your time at any of the Citizens Advice Bureaus, please go in and talk to somebody and let them start you up with being a great volunteer. One question, Helen, what are the benefits and what's the most excitingest thing about being a volunteer? Uh, I think the benefits are you learn a lot yourself. Uh, I'm not saying we're, we we don't know everything by any means and we are supposed to look stuff up even though we think we know it because things may have shifted and changed. Some areas of the law do change fairly quickly. But you learn a lot, but also you're helping people. Mm. You're seeing people come in looking really at a loss as to where to go and what to do and quite frustrated and sometimes angry. And if you can point them in a direction where they can progress whatever their worry is and not to say they're always going to solve it but a lot of the time they will get support eventually from other organizations and it's just empowering them to change their lives a little bit wow that's awesome and you know and the beautifulest thing is that I've actually seen that and I um one day I oh I, I invited the CAB to come and talk to a church um, and they loved it. The information that they shared was like was really awesome. And then they said, we didn't even know this place existed. And wouldn't yeah. it be cool if we could have different cultures in there? You know, do you? Is, do you have different? We do. Um, we offer a bit of a translation service. There used to be a free translation service through... Um, Department of Internal Affairs, I think. That's now gone. But we do have volunteers around the country who obviously speak other languages. And so if somebody comes in and their English is really not up to the level where they can tell us what the issues are, we can put them in touch with somebody, say, in Gore, who speaks Japanese. And then we can liaise three ways so that we can work out what's going on. So we cover a lot of languages that way. Geez, that's good. That's so good. And even when Neve comes, she will love that. She will love this corridor, I'm telling you. Okay, to all the listeners that are tuning in to Wellington Access Radio, we're going to go to a little bit of a break and we're going to hear good times from Chick. <laughs> and we will come back because Helen has still got some corridor to be talking to us about Toastmasters and it's going to be exciting. All right, everybody, we will talk to you very soon. Oh, wait, there's, i just got to skip this ad. I'll just keep talking a little bit more. But I just want to say, everyone, the 7th of March is the day. That's the day that we want everybody to do their senses. So if you do your senses, you know what you're going to have? Is you are going to have a good time. That's what you're really going to have. So please, everybody, do your thing.
Maloni, Kiorana, and warm Pacific greetings to you all. To all the listeners that are tuning into Wellington Access Radio, welcome to the Heitifa Ola Radio Show. And what about our wonderful guest tonight, today, everybody? Our beautiful Joe from Senses, our wonderful Helen that's coming in, and she's just spoke to us about citizens' advice, and she's actually going to give us the lowdown on Toastmasters. But guess what, everybody? I want to tell you something right now that's really special. The 7th of March is the special day, but there is nothing other that is more special than a birthday. And you're not going to believe this. Joe's birthday is on the 6th of March. Senses is your birthday because you'll get the benefits when you fill out those forms. And then on the 8th, it's Helen's birthday. Oh, my gosh. We like Charlie's Angels. <laughs> so guess what? So on the 6th, say happy birthday to Joe, And then on the 7th, fill out your forms. And on the 8th, you can say happy birthday to Helen. That is absolutely amazing, you wahine. That is really awesome. All righty. So our next little set that we're going to be talking about is Toastmasters. So Helen, what is Toastmasters? Well, some people think it's an organisation where you drink and raise your glass in a toast, but it's not, (laughs) although it did originate with something to do with toasts. It's an organisation that focuses on public speaking and leadership. And it's based out of America. It started in America nearly 100 years ago to help men get back into the workforce. Mm. And the person who set it up, a man called Mr Smedley, he felt that some of these people didn't have the communication skills that would get them through the interview stage. So he set up an organisation to help them. And gradually it's expanded and now it's open to anybody at all. But it's an opportunity to practice public speaking in a safe environment, non-judgmental environment, and to build on leadership skills. Wow, and it's all over the world. It is all over the world. In fact, Although it started in America, it's spread hugely, and some of our biggest growth countries are places like the Asian countries, India, some in China, and so on. And so it has spread a lot. New Zealand's very well catered for with Toastmasters clubs, surprisingly enough. This is awesome. So which club do you belong to? I belong to two clubs, one of which meets fortnightly and is up in Silverstream, and one of which meets monthly on a Sunday in people's houses, and that's women only. Wow. Which changes the dimension quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. But it's all good, so. Yeah, it is. Because you can get a girl power and then you've got, Absolutely. you know, hey. Yeah. And guess what, everybody? I'm in Callan's Club. <laughs> and I've joined. And I actually really, really enjoy it. The, the reason why I joined is because 
I need to, I know I do too many ums. What do we call the ums and all of that? We call them fillers, the fillers. ums and the ahs and the ers and the ams and the sos. <laughs> and the yous. No. And the yous. <laughs> yes. And so I've I've been now going for nearly two months mm-hmm. and I thoroughly enjoy it. I actually, Helen is absolutely right. It gives you more confidence and it actually makes you aware of areas where you just need to improve for yourself at your own pace. Hey. Yeah, absolutely. And it is, it's it's one of those things that some people progress pretty quickly, other people take their time. Learning to speak in public or feeling comfortable to speak in public and express yourself is something people are terrified of. A lot of people say, oh, you know, if I go to a funeral, I'd, I'd rather be in the coffin than actually giving the eulogy because it's one of those number one fears that a lot of people have is speaking in public. Yeah. And yet we all have to do it in some situations, some people more than others. And we get people coming in for a whole range of reasons. Some people want to give or they've been asked to give a best man speech or a bridesmaid speech. And they're going, <laughs> I, I just don't want to do this. What am I going to do? Other people, probably a bit like me, I didn't do a eulogy at my father's funeral and I regretted it hugely. Hmm. And as a result of that... I thought I really need to do something to boost my confidence. That's exactly what I was going to ask you just now. I was going to say, why did you yeah. join and, and how long have you been? And you've sort of like started that little corridor, but why did you start again and how long have you been in there? I left teaching well, a long time ago now. And when you leave teaching, you find yourself at a loose end, evenings and weekends, because you're not marking, you're not preparing work, you're not running sports teams and things. And I remember sitting at home thinking, I'm going to have to find something to do with this time. And I'm an active relaxer, so I like to actually be doing something. And I looked around at what was available locally and I thought, oh, quite fancy this public speaking idea. And I went along to a club and, and that was about 16 years ago. Um, 16, 16 years, years ago? ago. Yeah. A lot of people stay a long time. Wow. Yeah. And you've, you've entered competitions and you've yeah. won competitions. And do you want to tell us a little bit about your uh, competition that you won and exciting? and? Well, apart from public speaking in clubs and doing projects, Toastmasters can broaden your horizons because we have speech contests. And one of them, the international speech contest, goes right the way through to the world championships of public speaking. And the people who win those contests are amazing and you're amazing well I, yeah but i'm too lazy to prepare a speech Helen, you better speech get your contest. groove on girl because i'm telling you you might be one of new zealand's best but the the you can look you can go onto youtube and if you look at world championship of public speaking you will see over the last few years the winners and they are incredibly and do they get people. the opportunity to do ted talk and all of that stuff some of them do but a lot of ted talkers don't have much to do with toastmasters um, but a lot of the people who are top speakers, they often end up setting up their own businesses as motivational speakers. But I enter two contests each year. One is our evaluation contest, where we listen to a speech and we get five minutes to prepare notes, and then we deliver a three-minute evaluation. And the other one is what we call table topics. Which I love is, table topics. I, know, I love table topics. It's where you go up to the stage, the contest chair gives you a topic, and everybody gets the same topic, but the rest of the contestants are out of the room and you've got two minutes to speak on it. 
Wow. So it's really thinking on your feet, and that's the, that's the bit I really enjoy. And at each club, you're gearing, you know, we learn all of this, don't we? And so can you just tell us the little rundown of when we come to the club and all of the, the areas mm. of work that is, in, that is involved in the club? Yeah. So the club's run by a committee, and each year the committee's elected. Other members step up and they take those roles. But meetings run in a fairly structured way. So we often start off with... Somebody who obviously takes the charge as the Toastmaster or the chair. They introduce people and they do little segments in between, like Twiggy does here, little segments in between each section. We have often a language evaluator or grammarian who will challenge us to use a particular word as many times as possible on the day. And they listen for interesting uses of language and filler words like ums and ahs and ers. <laughs> then we have table topics. And there's often a theme and everybody gets a chance to come up. They get a different table topic, not like a contest, and they get two minutes to think on their feet. And we have a timekeeper? We do have a timekeeper because Toastmasters stick to time, or they try to. Mm -hmm. We also have people delivering prepared speeches because Toastmasters has an education programme called Pathways, which is online. And people follow a particular path, which is about 14 projects, and they build up to... Level five, projects get a little bit more difficult. Each project ends in a speech and they're prepared in advance. But the beauty of Toastmasters is, because you might wonder, well, how do you improve? Well, you only improve if you get feedback. Yes. So the cornerstone of Toastmasters for me is evaluating speakers. And everybody who speaks at a club meeting, even if it's only the timekeeper, gets feedback. And the feedback's positive. There are suggestions about how you might improve. And sometimes it's a challenge, particularly for very experienced speakers who perhaps have got a bit sluggish about things. <laughs> but it's it's structured and well-coordinated. Mm. And it's fascinating because you hear such interesting stories. Oh, you do. And I mean, in, and, in the, and in our club at the uh, Silverstream Toastmasters, we have a whole range of different culture yeah. and it's absolutely beautiful. We have um, our, our um, we have um, Asian, we have Indian, we have even Colombian. Yeah, she's from Venezuela. Yeah. Yes, and and you know, and and their and English is their second language. But the beauty of Toastmasters for them is that they one they feel comfortable coming, and two they know that they're there to help improve their language, yeah. but also to understand the English language in more context and more detail. Mm -hmm. eh? Yeah. And it's just really amazing. And I love my friends when I, you know, when I come to Toastmasters and I, and they share because sometimes within Toastmasters to get out of your comfort zone, you do share things that's, you know, like quite personal or, um, or that means a lot to you, eh, Helen? Yeah, you do. And those are the speeches that really resonate. Yes. You know, when people reveal their vulnerability and it is a safe environment to do that and you do hear some fairly harrowing stories. But afterwards, I think the speakers often feel as though a weight's lifted, but the audience is left feeling really moved usually. Yeah, really yeah. moved. And we've seen that in our club, yeah. you know, so many times. Even your beautiful um, table topics that you did at the competition was absolutely amazing. And, you know, it was just so beautiful. Yeah. But, you know, to all the listeners that are tuning into Wellington Access Radio 106.1.0, oh, 
106.1 FM. Sorry, I was just having a um, an emotional moment just then. And um, I just want to say uh, we are going to one up our show. And I just want to say thank you so much to the birthday girls that their birthdays are coming up. But thank you so much, Joe, for coming and talking about senses. Is there anything thank else you'd you like to say no. just before we go? I think you've been really great with reiterating the 7th of March. The 7th. Yeah. That's a lucky number for some. Mm. Hey. <laughs> so if you fill out your senses, then we're going to get all the money from Wellington and all the area that you live in. That's going to be really good. While you're saying happy birthday to Joe on the 6th and happy birthday to Helen on the 8th. But anyway, to all the listeners that are tuning into Wellington Access Radio, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for Joe and Helen to join us. Any last words you would like to say, Helen? No, it's just been a real pleasure, Twiggy, real pleasure. And it's fantastic to meet Joe because now we've got a connection. (laughs) Yeah, this is going to be cool. And don't worry, I'll be getting you back in (laughs) to um, come in and, you know, and share some other good cordial and all the wonderful things you do and for you too, Joe. So to all the listeners that are um, tuning in to Wellington Access Radio 106.1 FM, we're just going to close off with a prayer. And then our hostess of the mostest, Neve, will be coming in to finish off the show for yous. Or I'll finish off my show and then she's going to come and do her show. <laughs> Alrighty. Our dearest Heavenly Father, thank you for the wonderful show. Thank you for our beautiful guests to come in and share all the information about the wonderful things that they do and the great organisations that they both belong to. We ask that you watch over each and every one of us and truly bless all the families and all the volunteers and workers that are working so hard to bring back the bring back Hastings and Auckland and all the places that were affected by Um, by Cyclone Gabriel and to know that we love them we're all thinking about them and they're always in our prayers we just want to say we love you very much and we say these things humbly in the name of Jesus Christ Amen so everybody thank you so much Tohani and we will see you the same time oh yeah because you know what in February and March it's the same day on the same date isn't it yes I'll see you the same day the same time in March but on that note everybody thank you so much and please remember the 7th the 7th the 7th of March is census woohoo Tohani everybody thank you bye bye
That programme was brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Thanks New Zealand On Air for funding accessmedia.nz.